The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. Welcome to another episode of Turnbuckle Talk, powered by thegrillposition.com and a proud part of the Roar Network, presented by the Hitting the Marks Podcast Network, also now in association with IndiePW.com. We are sponsored by Collar and Elbowbrand.com, where you can get 10% off when using promo code JKPODCAST at the checkout. And in partnership with HypeCityVapors.com, where you can get 15% off all your e-juice for your vape by using promo code JKPODCAST. We can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at TV Talk Pod. To listen to the podcast, you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and as of this episode, you can now find us on Anchor and Spotify. As always, I am Big Joe. And I'm Carl Garifel. Yes, Carl, now the week has come and gone in the world of professional wrestling, and as you just heard, we're making a, a little bit of a, of a change, a little bit of an adjustment of how we are releasing these episodes here, Carl. So essentially what we're doing here, folks, is for another month or so, we're going we're gonna, to we're stay on Podbean. Uh, you might uh, in the future still be able to, to catch us on Podbean, but we're, we're making a move over to the Anchor platform. And we're going to be able to be distributed through Spotify and iTunes and all that still. It's um, something that... Uh, I've been seeing a lot of people making this move over to Anchor, and it's a really, really good service. And even just the, when it comes to publishing um, our episodes every week, I really love the way that they have it set up there. It's really cool. And best of all, it doesn't cost us anything out of pocket for the uh, for the platform, which is really cool. Definitely that is. It's uh, great to be able to have a platform that is able to offer us such an amazing service for a $0 cost, um, especially in these times that we're in. I mean, COVID-19 right now is laying the <laughs> smack down on pro wrestling. Yes, it is. And on the podcast market as well, unfortunately, and not even just the... Uh, professional wrestling podcasts but we're talking all podcasts across the board are kind of uh in not a down slope at all but just kind of hurting a little bit so having this is is perfect and if you're listening to this and you enjoy this episode share it out with your friends Mm -hmm. that's about the best thing that you can do right now especially if you have a professional wrestling fan that is sitting at home going i'm getting tired of watching wrestlemanias (laughs) on the network because that's all they're showing show them this episode and then let them know about our Podbean for the next month and let them know about anchor.fm and thank you, Anchor, for allowing us to come yeah. onto that platform and uh, especially for what they do, the different places that they put it out to. So still iTunes, still Google Podcast. Yep. But the biggest one for us right now, we're talking Spotify. Huge, yeah. That is going to be huge. Um, many people subscribe to Spotify, and that's how a lot of people get their podcasts and their music. So this is just a fantastic time right now for us, especially with this pandemic that's going on and this little move that we're making i think is really going to be a good thing yeah absolutely and outside of that too just 
we're, we're seeing uh, this affecting a lot of other things too because people are at home uh, watching a lot of things you know finding some form of entertainment to, to kind of escape what's kind of going on you know we're seeing the impact on Netflix on YouTube uh, they've lowered the, the quality of, of the stream down uh, to try and still make it accessible I, I think down to about 480p is the, the default thing now when you click on a YouTube video it's defaulting that you can still bump it up if you want but that's uh, kind of the suggestion uh, even video conferencing programs like FaceTime, uh, Duo, Skype, which we use, uh, what we're using right now, uh, I, I was actually quite impressed that we were able to get through the first time because there's been a lot of added pressure on those platforms as well because people are working remotely. They're using these services to still get their work done. So nice to see that's still working good because I, I was expecting it to, to not be great, but uh, so far so good. So let's uh, not uh, um, fool around too much longer before we kind of uh, jinx ourselves, right? That's right. And <laughs> and just with all of this, we just want to say thank you to all of those yeah. that are frontline and still working. I know, Joe, that you are still working. Still working. <laughs> uh, in my Thanks. line of work, as I've talked about before, operations manager with a local private security company here. Uh, we're going harder than ever right now. We've got uh, some more contracts that have come up for uh, like crowd control type of things. So I've been taken off of sites. Mm-hmm. Normally, I do like regular sites and some mobile patrol. We are in such a crunch right now that I am just doing mobile patrol. So every night I'm out nice. there patrolling the city, uh, doing our checks at different properties. Uh, you know, so it's 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 a go, 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 go situation. Uh, even those uh, the, the police, ambulance, fire, all of those in the healthcare system, all of those that are still making my cup of coffee for me when I'm out on the road at night, and even those uh, restaurants that are out there that are still trying to provide a uh, takeout or delivery service. So mm-hmm. thank you to everyone that is uh, still working in this situation, and it's greatly appreciated. Well, the only thing I will say going on with that before we get into our wrestling discussion here, uh, a little bit of a beef, but at the same time, I kind of get it too. When it comes to retail stores and when it comes to shopping, people, try and keep it for emergencies only. I understand people are they still want to kind of have some semblance of, of, of life and want to kind of go about business as usual, but please, I mean, to help stop the spread of this, unless you really, really have to, Try and stay the you know what home, please. And you know, especially for us still out there working, you're putting not only uh, us at risk, you're putting other people at risk to, to spread this around. Yeah, it may not really affect you adversely, but you can still spread it to somebody where it could. So, just if you can avoid going out, just just don't. In the meantime, I mean, do you really really have to install that emergency light fixture? Maybe not. Maybe not. And on top of that, too, for any of you that are wearing gloves that are going out and around, Big Joe, I don't know how it is where you are right now, but I know for me in this city, I am seeing a large increase around stores, Mm -hmm. around, uh, you know, we have uh, at least one shopping center that is still uh, actively open um, that we provide security for. Uh, Don't throw your gloves on the ground, people. No. Because the, the virus is staying on those. And then it's there and it's out in the air and it's in the open and then it's getting spread because you people. Yes, I use the word you people. You people out there. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like that's the oh, come on. A little bit of common sense. There's garbage cans absolutely Boom. everywhere. Throw it in the garbage no. if you have to. 
I, you know, I understand most garbage cans, especially around shopping centers and stuff like that, or grocery stores, they're, they're kind of open on the sides, but it's going to contain it a lot better than just leaving it on the ground. And now you have to have somebody that has to go out there and clean all of that up. So now you're exposing somebody else potentially Mm -hmm. to this virus that's out there. So come on, people just use your, use your head, be smart. Yes, common sense should prevail, but, you know, especially like you had mentioned with garbage cans, I mean, you can't even really chalk it up to laziness because it's not difficult to throw something to a garbage can. Uh, yeah, it's exercise common sense, folks, and uh, it should take us a long ways, but as I've mentioned before, common sense doesn't seem to be that common these days, but let's try, people. Let's try, for the love of God, use some common sense. Yes. Um, the main... So with that, we're going to stop our little rant yes. right now on this uh, this virus thing. Hey, we're going to get man. to the meat and potatoes of everything here. We're going to get to the uh, the steak and the steak fries. Mm-hmm. We're going to get into some professional wrestling talk. The the real thing, the the big obviously the biggest headline kind of going on right now, Carl WrestleMania. Uh, so many question marks uh, with, with this. Just right off the bat here, Carl, do you think that they should go ahead with? showing what they've got, you know, because um, as most of you are probably well aware, um, the, the entire show is essentially recorded now. It's all in the can, so to speak, when it comes to production speak. Um, given kind of what's going on, you know, Roman Reigns was pulled out of this event. The Miz is pulled out. Uh, I believe Vince is actually self-isolating now as well. So it's it's getting to the point where should they even still do this here, Carl? I'm very torn with this because this is a time where we really, we need to have that entertainment. And I I totally get and understand that there's all these, you know, companies that are out there. Hasbro, I'm going to throw this out there for people. If you were a fan of the G.I. Joe animated series that happened, Hasbro has released the entire collection onto YouTube for everyone for free. That's cool. That's amazing. Yep. Right. So, I mean, that's 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 a little bit of childhood nostalgia entertainment for us. But I'm a professional wrestling fan. It's my life. It's in my blood. It's who I am. I I am professional wrestling. I want to see professional wrestling still happening. And it's hard because (laughs) these guys are going out there. And, and literally putting their bodies on the line now, mm-hmm. not just figuratively speaking, but literally speaking, because they're in such close contact with each other. Now, I understand, you know, companies like AEW that are still doing stuff and still putting shows on uh, have really taken extreme measures to ensure that everything is safe in mm-hmm. their broadcasts. Kudos to them for doing that because I still get a little bit of my professional wrestling fix. Um, but this is WrestleMania we're talking about. Right. WrestleMania is a live event. Now to have everything pre-taped, pre-done, and then it's all just going to be edited together mm-hmm. over a course of two days. Yeah. Oh, I don't... It just, It's... It's good in the aspect that we're going to get professional wrestling that we can see, mm-hmm. but it's bad in the fact that this is not normal and it's not going to feel like WrestleMania. Because we're still at the point that this is coming up, that this coming weekend is when it's going to be done. It's going to be Saturday and Sunday. Um, we're sitting here recording Monday and we still got Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We still have four days 
for them to say sit down like let's say like Vince and Stephanie and the powers that be Pitchard and all those guys you know maybe they they might sit down and kind of watch uh, like a screening of this and they might go nope we're not doing it pull the plug uh, let's wait um, I, I think that that's still a realistic possibility Carl and like you I'm kind of torn on it but if what they've got isn't that great then for the sake of Wrestlemania I think you got to pull the plug now, this is something that I've seen floating around the Internet from uh, from people out there that uh, kind of share the same sentiments that we do. Big Joe, give me your thoughts on this. OK, mm-hmm. so let's have a. Um, a Wrestle Slam or a Summer Mania. Yes. What do you think about that? I, I think I've actually suggested that before. Maybe not with you, but I think I've been maybe talking to our friends, either Rick or Jargo or maybe even Bowman that, uh, yeah, combine. Uh, WrestleMania with SummerSlam. Why not? Come call it um, Summer Mania or Summer or Mania Slam or something like that. I think that, I think that could be cool. I just think that right now, I think me forcing the issue is maybe not a great idea. I understand that there's a, a demand out there for the product for professional wrestling, and we see on the AEW side, we're seeing it everywhere. People are clamoring for professional wrestling, but it's it's. It, it's tough to know whether you're doing the right thing or not. Now I completely get it. It's not an easy decision to make either way, you know, and you had mentioned uh, things being offered for free. There we seeing some stuff for discounts as well, because uh, actually you'll hear this in my match of the week segment um, on the Xbox platform. They offered a bunch of, a lot of stuff was discounted and I actually bought a digital copy of WrestleMania 31 for 10 bucks, you know, and, and sat and watched that whole thing. And, um, probably one of the last WrestleManias I kind of really, really enjoyed. And yeah, so that was kind of cool to rewind uh, the clock with that and, you know, it not costing as much as like probably like 80 bucks a year to buy the pay-per-view. But uh, yeah, so some good stuff there. As for combining WrestleMania and SummerSlam, I, I dig the idea. I, I really think that is the direction that they should go. Um, in the meantime, just show some of your legacy product, you know, go back and you know, maybe even show some of the AWA stuff, maybe even some of the, the mid South uh, Atlantic stuff, you know, show all that really showcase the network. You know, I, th- I think that that's another thing too, that uh, we, we don't just have to have a life stuff. There's this tremendous catalog that WWE has, including all of the, the old school stuff that um, maybe some of these people that aren't really aware of it could start seeing. And especially right now with with everything that's going on, the WWE actually has jumped onto the free bandwagon, so to speak. And they are actually offering not the entire collection, but they are offering a a pretty substantial collection of uh, matches and programming on the WWE Network to the masses for free right now, including every WrestleMania that has happened. So if somebody wants a WrestleMania fix, they can get it right now for free. Yep. Smart move, I think, on the part of WWE, because you're going to get these people hooked with the programming that you're giving to them for free, and then they're going to want to subscribe afterwards. Good good for them. Awesome idea. Business-wise, I think that totally makes sense. But they're even doing it. So put it all out there for free. And mm-hmm. I, 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 don't, I haven't checked it out fully because I personally still subscribe to the WWE Network because mm-hmm. I like some of the original stuff that's on there. Yep. Uh, I like some of the collection stuff that's on there. They actually just put out a three-hour like best of Ric Flair out there. So nice. I, 
I sat in the tub the other day <laughs> and uh, my body was just aching from all this work I've been doing. Yeah, and I, I, I sat one. in the tub and I threw in a bath bomb from Lush, not sponsored by. Damn it. I threw in a bath bomb from Lush and uh, literally just sat my phone up there and watched like an hour and a half of Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. Woo! I was yes. so happy about it. Um, so my question now, Joe, yep. what about the hall of fame? Going back briefly first, cause you had mentioned with, uh, this free stuff that this is actually something that we talked about. This is going kind of ways back. We were talking about where they were possibly going to, um, introduce a free tier to the WW network and then like an upper tier so that this could be the beginnings of that. Uh, having said that too, uh, given kind of what's going on, if they do decide to air this WrestleMania that they have in the can, given the situation here, Carl, I think it would be a wise move for this to also be offered for free. If they're going to go ahead with this pre-taped WrestleMania from the Performance Center, I think that they got to do it for free at this point. I oh, I 100% agree with that. They yep. definitely need to. As for the Hall of Fame... <sighs> I think it's going to have to um, all be done just kind of remotely. You're going to have a couple people presenting. It's going to look completely different. I think it's going to just all be kind of pieced together. You're not going to have people doing uh, acceptance speeches and stuff like that. You just, I don't think you can do it. So now would you rather this remotely done or would you rather maybe hold off for a little bit and mm. do it at like SummerSlam instead? Those are your two options. You can either have everybody calling in on Skype or, or whatnot, or just wait. Either so way, what would you prefer? Either way, I would rather that they wait and do it in person, honestly. Especially if they're going yeah. to postpone WrestleMania to something like that, then you tie it in with that. If you're going to go ahead with this pre-tape, then go ahead and do the remote Skype call-in thing. See, I'm a little bit different with that. I, yeah. if they're, I understand that they got you know the pre-tape and stuff, but if they're going to show WrestleMania... Leave us something that's going to be live. Yeah. So wait, I think, in total, hmm. whether they postpone, whether they show, what, no matter what they do, I would rather them wait with the Hall of Fame. Because for some, this is actually something that's very prestigious for them. Yeah. Right? So to to kind of dial it back a little bit, and not really give these performers the recognition that they deserve, especially after so long of of a of a uh, I don't want to say a fight, but a um, an outcry. Mm-hmm. I guess you could say maybe out there to have the British Bulldog put into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I I, I don't want that. That just turns into a small little video package, and then it's just yeah, okay, yeah, he's in now. No, I want to hear some performers get out there and, and talk a little bit about or, or, or you know, have have his, his kid go out there yeah. and accept this on his behalf and talk about dad for a little bit. That I, I want to see that, especially for the British Bulldog. Oh, I hear you. Um, but given the situation, what's going on, their their hand might be forced into doing all this kind of remotely as was work kind of. I mean, obviously, we're, we have to work remotely just given the nature of it. But uh, given what's kind of going on, uh, their hand might be forced. It's going, I think, regardless of what happens, either or it's going to be a very different feeling Hall of Fame um, ceremony when it comes to that. So it's going to be different. I think so, too. <laughs> regardless I of which so way too. they go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
The couple things that I have, uh, the one int- really interesting thing that's been surrounding all of this was we saw Roman Reigns um, pull out of WrestleMania. I don't know if it was all on him or if it was a combination of him and the company, but you know, due to his previous condition, you know, he's decided that you know he doesn't want to be uh, a part of it just for health reasons and um, and the risk and whatnot. So this is leaving Goldberg without a dance partner for the Universal Title, but we have seen a certain bro step up to challenge him. And uh, this was, for me, wasn't uh, unexpected, uh, given that uh, Matt Riddle likes to stir the pot. And I I say good on him for doing that. Honestly, we need somebody like that. And I think that this could be a a potentially very interesting, very interesting clash of styles here. Um, I can see Carl yawning as I'm stuck. And that is probably how he feels about this. It definitely is. And I mean, I, I know like this, this is, this is good. This is the direction that they should go with yeah. this because of, of how um, loudly voiced Matt Riddle has been, especially yes. on social media about it. Goldberg yeah. um, just seems to be something that Matt Riddle does is uh, he turns into one of those smart marks, uh, Mark Tards, as uh, we like to call them here within the HTM network. Um, and, uh, he turns into one of those and just kind of spews verbal diarrhea onto social media on whatever it is. It doesn't, doesn't matter, but this is the right way to do it because mm-hmm. before this Matt Riddle has been verbally diarrheaing onto Goldberg. Yep. So now this just makes sense to yep. do this. Um, Unfortunately, I uh, you want to see something that's going to be really good, and I don't think that the WWE is actually going to do something like that. Yeah. It's going to be a classic three-and-a-half-minute Goldberg spear, spear, jackhammer, done. Yeah, And that's why I yawn at it, because that's I, I can already foresee it. That's what it's going to be. It's just going to be uh, Matt Riddle might get a little bit of offense in there, yeah. Might, but it's not going to be anything substantial. It's just going to be a Goldberg squash, and that's all we're going to get. The the other potential one that I'm seeing, and that actually seems more likely um, for Goldberg, will be Braun Strowman. And that could be bad, too, because if they have Goldberg squash Braun Strowman, um, what is there left for that guy? Because, <laughs> I mean, he's been so damaged um, since kind of becoming that character. I mean, there was so much potential there and they squandered at every opportunity. Um, I don't know. Well, with this, this whole, when they, when they put the title on Goldberg, I just, I, I knew that shenanigans and BS was going to follow. I just, I didn't think that there was any um, real money to be made there. I know Goldberg is, is still a draw for some people. For me, I'm over it. <laughs> I'm really over the Goldberg thing. I was a long time ago. I, I am too, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, I was a Goldberg fan uh, back in the day. Like WCW sure, we all days, were, yeah. Right? yeah. But, I mean, time has come and passed. Yeah. Um, this this championship should be around the waist of somebody like Braun Strowman. And, again, you, see, you talk about how they've squandered Braun Strowman. I mean, you take a look at the IC championship run that he had. <sighs> Pathetic. <laughs> like, Pathetic, yeah. Uh, not believable at all no. that – that Sami Zayn can just go in there and, you know, three on one or whatever it was and um, take the belt off of Braun Strowman. Like, I I didn't believe that for a second. Mm -hmm. 
and they just kind of threw it on him, took it off him, and he's just thrown to the wayside again. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's tough. The, the other really out of left field one that I've been seeing, and I, I don't know how I would feel about it, but CM Punk uh, supposedly to challenge Goldberg. I mean, that would be – I would maybe pop for a few seconds. But, I mean, does Punk really at this point have that real kind of cashy and appeal anymore? Um I think that that depends on you as a fan of just how much of, I mean, I, I liked CM Punk back in the day, but I think doing this backstage thing, I think was, could have potentially been interesting, but I, I think didn't really pan out the way that like, he was hoping and that the way that uh, Fox was kind of hoping. I, th- I think it's actually kind of damaged his, um, his appeal. Yep. I, I agree. So, which is a shame because I, I really enjoyed him and I've always given him props for doing the the UFC thing, even though he got his ass handed to him very handedly. Uh, you got to give him props for even attempting that to have the balls to do it. But uh, yeah, I mean, it would be interesting, but very for a brief moment. And, and then if you do the traditional Goldberg match, then it damages him even further. So it's, it's there's no winning with this whole Goldberg situation, regardless of who you use. It's it's very true, and I mean that's something that I was going to bring up as well. No matter who you use, I I, I think unfortunately this is just going to turn into a situation of uh, spear spear jackhammer done mm-hmm. with anybody. Doesn't matter yeah. who he gets into the ring with. That's all it's going to be because the the draw, the big thing, not necessarily even that it was really a draw, but the big thing going into this was Roman Reigns. And Goldberg. Mm-hmm. And now we have absolutely no buildup for anybody else. Nope. So it's just going to be a, uh, okay, yeah, uh, you, come here. Um, <laughs> you're going out there with Goldberg, uh, two spears, jackhammer, you're done. And, uh, you know, here's your pay. I think that's all it's going to be. Yeah. Well, what I, what I figured that we would do, I don't know if you've had a chance to look at, at the um, the, tent, the tentative uh, WrestleMania 36 match card, but uh, what I'm seeing here is 14 matches here. Now, this doesn't include any kind of pre-show stuff or whatnot. I don't know how they're going to go about that uh, this year uh, as well, if they are going to go through with this airing the pre-tape thing here. But we'll just kind of briefly blow through the uh, the list here and see if there's anything that kind of stands out to, to this. Because when I just kind of look at this, um, just looking at it for face value here, um, it doesn't do much for me though, with a couple exceptions here. So just just blow through the list here. Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair for the NXT Women's Championship. We have Brock Lesnar versus Drew for the, the WWE Championship. Um, the Goldberg thing is up in the air. Uh, Becky Lynch versus Shayna versus, for the uh, the Raw Women's Championship. We have Cena versus Bray Wyatt. I think they're doing a Firefly Funhouse match, whatever. Uh, Bailey versus Lacey Evans versus Naomi versus Sasha versus Tamina. Uh, for some uh, strange reason. Uh, we have Undertaker versus AJ Styles in a Boneyard match. I have no idea what a Boneyard match is. They haven't explained that. Uh, Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins. Uh, that kind of tickles my fancy a little bit. Uh, the Miz and John Morrison versus New Day and the Usos, which is now up in the air because Miz is, uh, I believe, quarantined. So that may not happen, or they may team up with a random person. Um, the Street Profits versus... Andrade and Garza for the Raw Tag Team Championship. Um, Aleister Black versus Bobby Lashley. Okay. Uh, not WrestleMania match there, in my opinion. Uh, also not WrestleMania match, in my opinion. Elias versus King Corbin. 
Oh boy. Uh, Edge versus Randy Orton, of course, which I think is probably the marquee match for WrestleMania this year. And Sami Zayn versus Daniel Bryan for the Intercontinental Championship, which is an interesting match on paper, but there just hasn't really been a whole lot of investment there. So for just looking at the whole card here, Carl, for me, the only one that I'm remotely really interested in seeing is Edge and Randy Orton. Uh, other than that, the rest kind of feels like a Raw type of show. Like It looks like we're looking at an extended Raw or SmackDown show or just them combined, which is essentially what we're getting here. I, I do believe that it was last week that I had mentioned that as well, that that's all that really this uh, this seems like it's going to be. Um, and uh, clearly with what you're hearing, that's that's kind of how it feels and, and what it seems to be. Um, honestly, I mean, I, I'm interested in this uh, Drew McIntyre match. Yeah. Um, yeah. Drew McIntyre, Brock Lesnar. Like, yep. Yeah. Let's give her down. Um, mm-hmm. Drew McIntyre is a very good worker. Uh, very happy to yep. see that, uh, you know, this kind of little spotlight at least is, is being shone on him. Yep. Um, Randy Orton. Uh, I mean, what can you say? Like the guy is still going in the business. Like that's, that's phenomenal, especially yep. for how long he's been in there. Uh, that's, that's not very typical edge no. coming back. I mean, yeah marquee draw right there Mm -hmm. just because right it's edge we haven't seen him in so long he was injured you know and 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 thought to never be able to get back into the ring now getting back into the ring hallelujah it's a miracle this is this is this is good i I, i'm going to really enjoy this it's going to take me back in years to you know it's going to take me back like 10 years 10 15 years ago when both of them were in their prime in their heyday not saying that they're not now because Randy Orton can still move with the best of them any newcomer that comes in there Randy Orton can still go toe to toe i'm a little worried about edge yeah but knowing the professional that Randy Orton is He'll i think that we're really going to see a perfect match when i look at this match card here carl my real kind of thing is just going back in time, remember the they used to really coin WrestleMania as the the showcase. But it was they called the showcase of the immortals. You know, this was like the 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 big event where where all your top tier uh, talent get a chance to showcase. Now it's turned into it's like everybody gets a spot at WrestleMania, and th- that's why it, it really now kind of feels like just every other show. Because it's like everybody's in there. Like really, Tamina is in a a, a fatal five way match. Uh, I believe WrestleMania, like why does everybody need a freaking spot at WrestleMania? And it's supposed to be showcasing, you know, everybody that's gotten to that upper tier and it, it just isn't that anymore. It just, I, I don't know. I'm at a loss for words really. And this might not even be it. Now that's a two day thing. Uh, this actually hasn't been updated in a while. There might be more on top of this. Right. It's like, man, this two day thing. I don't know, man. It, it's I'm, the more and more I think about it, it's got to be pushed back, man. They, they, they got to postpone this thing and, and combine it with SummerSlam. Otherwise, I don't know. This is going to be, I, I, I really don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. I'm at, I have no words, Carl. I have no words. <laughs> no words. Nope. Yeah. Something I do have some words about outside of WWE, AEW did another empty arena show and i gotta say you know they do the empty arena show pretty damn good they've been doing this thing of where they've been uh showing a camera backstage with some of the other talent like betting on the the matches kind of going on and a little side kind of thing going on. I, I think that that is kind of interesting and 
I thought that they did a good um, job overall with the show. They had some good matches, and I mean, when when I get to watch Darby Allen in the ring, it's always a pleasure. He had a match with, um, I believe it was uh, what's his name, Kip Sabian. That was really really good. I enjoyed that, and I thought they they did a good solid job. Um, it looks like that whole blood and guts thing is uh, postponed or canceled as well. So, you know, we're seeing that trickle over to the EW stuff now too, but they still pulled off a decent show, I think. They definitely did. I mean, you're, you're looking at uh, this entire show we had uh, Cody versus Jimmy Havoc. Mm-hmm. Um, good match. I'm not going to say that it was perfect, but it was a good match. Uh, then you had Darby Allen versus Kip Sabian, two young up and comers that, that, that are really showcasing themselves and, and getting their name out there, which is phenomenal. Yep. Um, you had Jake Hager was in action mm-hmm. uh, against uh, uh, unknown competitor Chico um, Adams or something. Chico like that. Adams. Yeah. Yep. Um, then you had QT Marshall versus uh, debuting Brody Lee. Yeah. Uh, in his first match as the Exalted One of the Dark Order. Mm-hmm. In in his first match, uh, Brody Lee defeating QT Marshall here in what was seemingly just just uh, like a squash match, which yep. which was was good. It was the good good direction and good way to do that. So I, I was very happy with that. And then you had Kenny Omega versus Sammy Guevara for the AAA Mega Championship. Yeah. Um, yeah, again, just another really good match. And as we mentioned before, everything has been very uh, meticulously looked at mm-hmm. when it comes to making sure the talent is safe. So even though they're putting out this product and they're still kind of in the ring, um, they are doing testing. They are making sure that everyone is safe and free from uh, any virus that that could be out there right now. They're taking many precautions Mm -hmm. and it's been talked about by Cody and it's been talked about by Tony Khan and they are making sure that all the necessary precautions are there to ensure the safety of the talent and the crew so that they can still give us some entertainment. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, one thing I think to kind of mention uh, to people, uh, you had mentioned the first match on on the card there, Cody versus uh, Jimmy Havoc. This is a match I think people really need to kind of go out of their way to watch, uh, just because I, I think that there's this perception out there, especially you know specifically when it comes to Jimmy Havoc, that he's just this death match hardcore guy that's all blood and guts, uh, pun intended. There, this guy is actually quite the technical wrestler. When you actually watch him in the ring, he's got a lot of actual in ring ability when he chooses uh, to do so. Uh, I, I was thoroughly impressed, and for, for me, I was already kind of aware of that, and I think that. Other fans need to really watch this because I, I think uh, they think that he's just this deathmatch guy. No, he can actually work in that ring. He he held his own with Cody. Definitely did, and and I love that they're showcasing that a little bit. That they're not just continuing on with uh, you yeah. know AEW Dark and having Jimmy Havoc on there just doing these you know death matches and doing the, the this crazy stuff that he that he is is essentially known for, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, him and, and, and Luther and, you know, all, you know, these other guys that are out there that that are doing that good on them for, for doing it. That's, you know, that's their passion for professional wrestling, but I love that Jimmy Havoc is able to do all of it and that it's all being showcased, not just that one aspect. So good on AEW for allowing 
us to see the other side of Jimmy Havoc. For sure. All right, Carl, I think we'll uh, we'll move on to our, our match of the week segment here. This is a bit of a tough one, obviously, because, you know, there isn't a whole lot of live professional wrestling to watch, but um, there still is other wrestling to watch, so uh, you can still find something. Um, what is your match of the week here, Carl? Honestly, it's coming from AEW. Nice. Um, yeah. Uh, I have two. Nice. I, I, it was it was really hard this week for me to for me to choose, um, but I loved watching Kenny Omega and Sammy Guevara mm-hmm. in that ring. Yeah, that um, again, Sammy Guevara, a young guy, but knows how to work in that ring and and, and is is good at what he is doing and is still learning definitely. Mm-hmm. But throwing him in there with somebody like Kenny Omega, a seasoned veteran, is only good thing and a positive for Sammy Guevara for him to learn a little bit more and then I'm a Jake Hager fan people I've said (laughs) it before I loved seeing him in the ring anytime he's in the ring I love seeing it even if it was with some unknown named Chico Adams who the hell is that because Jake Hager was there in the ring I, I think I might have Chico actually on my friends uh, list on uh, Facebook, believe it or not. Uh, nice. you know, they, they've been using uh, some independent uh, talent in, uh, in those uh, enhancement uh, situations, which is always good. Um, for me, my match of the week uh, is coming from something I had mentioned earlier, uh, kind of keeping in line with last week, uh, kind of with the rewind theme here. Uh, my match of the week comes from WrestleMania 31. And a really cool. this included a really cool moment, uh, probably the real kind of wow moment uh, for the show we had randy orton versus seth rollins and capped off by probably the best rko in the ring of all time um seth went for that curb stomp and basically launched himself up into the air and put himself right into an rko which uh, ended the match and uh that was a really kind of wow kind of wrestlemania moment and i enjoy, really enjoyed that match you know great psychology and of course you know then we saw seth rollins uh steal the show so to speak at the end uh uh, afterwards there i think that they did well there by having him lose there to kind of forget about him and then to have him kind of capitalize at the end i thought that was a good move but uh, that match itself i mean just great uh randy orton it's hard to pick a bad match with him most times so he uh, he just makes everybody better in there with him. he definitely does so i'm i'm not that i'm changing what I've done, mm-hmm. but I, I mentioned before that I, I was watching some of this uh, three-hour Ric Flair collection that was yes. out there. Um, 1992. Mm. Bret Hart versus Ric Flair. Yeah. WWE Championship match in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Nice. Bret Hart defeating Ric Flair. Um, I love classic Ric Flair. Me too. I was a Bret Hart fan as well. Yeah. I mean, I when I was working and, and wrestling, I was known as the extreme Canadian Carl Carafel. <laughs> so, of course, I'm going to be rooting for the hometown Canadian boy. Uh, but just a phenomenal match. So ma- the best match of the week that I saw, that mm-hmm. I watched, would have had to have been Bret Hart versus Ric Flair, October 12th, 1992, Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. 
Nice. A good choice. Uh, classic Ric Flair. I mean, I think you'd be hard pressed to find too many wrestling fans that wouldn't like that. Uh, at least I, I, I would hope so because I mean, Ric Flair is the goat. Um, yeah. I, I don't think too many people would dispute that. So no, when it comes to breaking news here, Carl, I'm not seeing a whole lot, uh, even just as uh, you were given your pick here, I'm not seeing a whole lot uh, with breaking news. So what I figured that we do is I originally had a, um, uh, a topic set for our showstopper. Um, I think we'll just make a brief mention uh, of it before we uh, do do our sh- uh, take our break and do our showstopper. And we're talking about and we're starting to see it uh, quite a bit now, just given that a lot of these wrestlers aren't working right now. And we're seeing an increase in these Patreons, GoFundMe's, and the one that I'm not particularly fond of, and I'm, I'm curious to get your thoughts on this here, Carl. Are these wrestlers putting up their Amazon wish lists and getting fans to buy them stuff? What's your take on that? Uh, in that situation, because I'm not really a fan of that idea. So, I, I'm I'm okay with it because, yeah. like, you've you've got different options here, right? Yeah. So, independent professional wrestlers do not make a lot of money. No, they. Don't. I can tell you that from experience. <laughs> they do not make a lot of money. Okay, so they're always asking for support. Mm-hmm. Not not necessarily financially, like saying, hey give me like 20 bucks. But what they're doing is they're offering, you know, different things. And I'm not going to get into any of the, that, that, that other stuff. We, we don't need to, but no. they're, they're um, talking about t-shirts mm-hmm. and autographed pictures and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. But if those people aren't buying those, then they don't have the money to be able to buy other things from like their wish lists that they want. Yeah. So if somebody is more inclined to buy them something from their wish list, on Amazon, as opposed to buying an autographed photo or a T-shirt, they're just—I mm. I feel that they're just helping to support their independent professional wrestler that they like and enjoy. So, in yeah. that aspect, I'm okay with it because, yeah. I mean, they—they're out there performing for us. They're out there giving us memories. True. We need to support them any way that we can. Yeah. Along with that, just 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 quickly here, if you guys aren't following us on Instagram, go ahead and and follow us. You can find us at TB Talk Pod. Something that I've been doing uh, over the last three days, and I'm going to be doing it again today, is in our Instagram story, I have been uh, showcasing a independent professional wrestler and um, any way that they are. Um, not necessarily asking for assistance, but mm-hmm. any way that you can help support them. So I started off with uh, the Dream Girl Ellie, and then the next day I did uh, John Loco. Mm-hmm. So the two of them collectively are known as the International Superstars. And then day three I did Mad Max Morrison, and uh, with those I left a link to um, their uh, what is it their um, Pro Wrestling Tees. Mm-hmm. Uh, site so that you can go and help support them by buying a t-shirt or buying something See, that they have there. That part so I like, yeah. I don't have a lot of money. I, I know that I'm still working and I'm one of the fortunate ones who, who is able to, but I, I have a family. Mm-hmm. I got two teenage kids in this house. That's a thing, yeah. And, and for me to be able to just throw money out there for, for them is, is a little hard. So this is a way that, that I am trying to, over our social media page, yep. uh, give back to the professional wrestlers. So go and follow us on our social medias at TB talk pod, because I'm going to be trying as best I can to continue to do this, to help other 
independent professional wrestlers. And even if that is the only way that you can do it, help support them by sharing stuff out. Yeah. Like there's, there's a multitude of different ways that you can support your independent professional wrestler. And you can even support us by going to collarandelbowbrand.com, purchasing some of those new sweet looking shirts that they've got there and using our promo code JK podcast actually gets you 10% off and in turn gives a little kickback to us, which helps. Yeah, absolutely. And when it comes to that, personally for myself, I like it when it's kept in the wrestling uh, world, you know, like if, uh, if it's for their, their merch, you know, or, or for any of that kind of stuff. But when it starts getting to the point where it's like, Hey, buy me a buy me a PlayStation, or you know, buy me a cheeseburger, or something like that. That I'm not particularly fond of. Like that, the Amazon wish list. Like, hey, but just buy me stuff. I'm not a fan of. If it's kept in the wrestling context, like, hey, you know, buy some of my merch, buy some of my pictures, as long as they're kept in good taste. That stuff I'm cool with. But to just buy people stuff just because they don't have money, uh, to me, you know, especially during this time, I think it's kind of capitalizing at a at a time where it's borderline distasteful just uh, in my personal opinion i'm not naming names at all uh so just in general um yep. i think that the, the timing is a, is a little awkward let's just put it that way i i, I totally get <clears throat> that i mean the, the timing might be awkward and it might be a little bit more prevalent out yeah. there but this is something that, that hasn't been um recent this is something that's been going it's on been going for on quite a, a while yeah now a little bit of a uh behind the curtain for people um, do you know how much a pair of wrestling boots cost? They're expensive because they're custom made, right? Because they're custom looking, made, right? Yeah, yeah. You're looking like close $200 US mm-hmm. for, and I mean, you look at Canadian pricing, that's like $280 Canadian for a pair of wrestling boots. Mm-hmm. And that's only one part of your attire. Yeah. Right? Then you've got the tights on top of that, right? And then you can get away with just, you know, tights, boots and like knee and elbow pads mm-hmm. uh but then you get you, you know the female workers that are out there and then they've got you know a top that they have to add on to that yeah along with you know everything else so it, it adds up mm-hmm. and a lot of this stuff is is custom made you can't just walk into your local walmart and no. take a shirt off of you know yeah. this is custom made stuff and that stuff costs money so it's not as though that these people are are just trying to get you to to, you know, really just buy them stuff. No, they've spent their money on things to entertain you. Mm-hmm. So looking at it from that aspect, for myself, yep, somebody who was there, somebody who did that, yep, yeah, I think it's warranted, and I'm okay with yep. helping to support them. Yep, uh, in that aspect, I, I would definitely agree. All right, man, let's take a brief break here. We're going to come back with our, uh, Carl's got one, uh, one more thing. Yeah. You're stealing actually, my, something that just came through um, steal my, Instagram. Steal my, steal my gimmick from uh, HTM Tech that uh, I no longer do. The one more thing. Folks, we have one more thing. <laughs> what you got? So uh, I have a friend. You have who, a friend. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who just put a post out on the Instagram. Oh. Now, this is uh, <laughs> uh, kind of wrestling related, but nice. kind of uh, different related as well here. So this person writes, first day of work at my new job. For now, till I can hit the road again, I will be a security guard. Mm. And yes, I'm not ashamed to admit this. 
I will not be defeated by this virus and will not go bankrupt without fighting. Nice. If I have to work now a minimum wage job, then it is what it is. There you go. And yes, I have another day job too. And I'm, I'm on my own and refuse to get benefits or beg anyone for anything. Classy. Nice. I take full responsibility for my life. I will be on tour again. I will be booked for shows and TV again. Just like everyone else. We need to get through this time together. That is coming from probably one of the uh, nicest people that, that I have ever had the chance to talk to and have never met yet. But our friend Jazzy Gebert. Mm, good for Jazzy. Yep. Yeah. Like yep. literally that just came through like if 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 you kind of rewind a little bit when Big Joe talked about, oh, mm-hmm. we don't have any breaking news, I got it just before then. So there, there was a little bit of breaking news and, yeah. and it, it, not necessarily that it's really huge news, but just kind of tying into everything that we just talked about. Jazzy has gone out there and, and gotten into my profession of security guard work and is out there working and, and doing what she's got to do. So kudos to her. And I saw a big Joe kind of uh, giving some little bit of claps there uh, when she writes that, uh, you know, I'm on my own and I refuse to get benefits or beg anyone for anything. Yes. So I like that. Jazzy, we love you. Yeah. Thank you so much for everything that you've done. And, and especially the, the numerous times that you've been on the podcast with us. Amazing, amazing girl. Love her to death. And yeah, so there, that's uh, that's about the biggest breaking news that we've really got for this week. Uh, and I've always mentioned before, too, is that she's kind of that rare breed uh, when it comes to women professional wrestlers, where she's she has a very intimidating physical presence, but yet still looks like a very attractive woman. And um, she she'll probably be rocking that security uniform and probably looking pretty damn good, Jazzy. Just saying. All right, so let's take our brief break here. We're going to come back with our showstopper segment, and uh, this is going to be about a pretty polarizing topic. It always has been, and it still is. We're going to be talking about Chris Benoit, the dark side of the ring, and kind of what we thought about what happened uh, with the whole documentary that was done there, and we'll be right back. This week's episode is brought to you by Collar and Elbow. Visit CollarandEvilBrand.com, where you can get an additional 10% off when using promo code JKPODCAST at the checkout including this week's featured item, the Mirror Pullover Hoodie. All right, guys, Big Joe and Carl Carafel back here on Turnbuckle Talk. Yes, we are, guys, and we are at that segment of the week that everybody looks forward to. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our show stopper segment. That's right, folks, and we are revisiting arguably, well, you know, actually, I don't think that there is much arguing with the, argument with this. Chris Benoit is still probably the most polarizing topic to talk about in professional wrestling and professional wrestling podcasts, you name it. And they've kicked off the second season of The Dark Side of the Ring with a two-part um, thing on Chris Benoit and the whole situation kind of going on there. You've had a chance to watch this, right, Carl? Yes. Yeah. All I can say is that, uh, you know, they did a good job. And just right off the bat, I will say that I'm glad that they didn't descend into conspiracy theories, like getting to, like, the whole Kevin Sullivan deal. And I'm glad that they stayed away from that nonsense. I'm glad that they stayed clear and just kept it to the reality of it. They did. And it it was very nice uh, the, the way that they did that and how everything was done. 
Um, even Chris Jericho, who narrated the program, um, yeah. sitting in a chair, they showed him. And at the very beginning, he says, um, oh, what was the, the term now that he used? Um, essentially, he, he said, if you think that this is that I'm just going to be uh, glorifying a murderer, mm-hmm. um, stop watching. Just stop watching right now. Yeah. 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 Which uh, perfect. And, and, yeah. and they didn't. They really didn't um, like get into too much of, like you said, conspiracy or anything like that. Yeah. They really kind of just stuck to uh, facts that are known mm-hmm. and, and things leading up to it. And um, they even had uh, Christopher Nowinski mm-hmm. um, come on, who, who yeah. was part of the WWE and suffered concussions himself. And became essentially a uh, neuroscientist and has been really in the front lines in this fight against concussion and stuff like that. They had him on the program as well, which was great to see that side of it, too, where Benoit's dad and and the family essentially said, yes, here's his brain. Please Mm -hmm. take a look at it. And then they went through the findings of of that. They didn't go into very much detail about it. Um, yeah. things that I have seen from, uh, Nowinski and, and, and what he had done, what him and his team did with the brain pretty much uh, coming out of it saying that, uh, Benoit's brain was that of like an 85 year old with like severe dementia. Mm. Um, yeah, they really didn't get into the, that too much, but they, I think that they just did a phenomenal job with this. And, yeah. And let me tell you, emotional. Yeah, it it was a an emotional roller coaster that happened. Now, no matter what happened, <clears throat> no matter how it happened, yeah, it, it, it's it, it's part of history now, yeah. and and that's all it's ever going to be is is just a part of history. But so well done. It's very seemed to be broken up into two very distinct part 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 one. The first episode it was very much an attempt to kind of humanize. Um, him and then the second part, you know, we really started to kind of descend uh, into the bad stuff that kind of happened. Um, after this is all kind of said and done here, Carl, has this changed your opinion on on Chris at all in the the whole situation? No, I yeah. mean because I've I've always, and I know other people have have different views on this, but my view on it is they were two different people. Mm-hmm. Um. Again, I'm going back to I, I was a worker. I was in that ring. I've had concussions myself. Yeah. I know what that's like. Not to that type of an extent, mind you, but I know what it's like to have those concussions. Mm-hmm. And, and when I'm inside the ring, I'm a totally different person than when yeah. I am outside of the ring. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm able to differentiate between Chris Benoit, the person, yeah. and Chris Benoit, the phenomenal, amazing technician, talent, and performer that he was. See, for me, even after, you know, and this by no means reflects negatively on on this program, because I, I think it was extremely well done. Has it changed my viewpoint on on, on Chris? It, it, it really hasn't. Um, I still, to this day, will never be able to separate Chris the professional wrestler and Chris, the human being, I'll, I'll never be able to to really separate that. Um, when, when it comes to the wrestling, obviously we, we know you know that that he, that he was 
he's he was obviously a good i mean i mean it would just it would be impossible to deny that but just having you know now, now that we've seen you know we heard some firsthand accounts uh from people and just so you could we we found you know that essentially you know, this wasn't just kind of like a spur of the moment thing we know that there was a lot of negative stuff kind of going on him and nancy obviously were having we're fighting a lot with the kids kind of caught in between you know, this was something that was premeditated this wasn't just something that was a spur of the moment hey i'm going to kill my family uh this was something that was a slow burn and it was it was like it was a collision. Uh, it was it was going to happen regardless, and I think that the real catalyst to kind of kickstart the whole thing was clearly when Eddie passed away. Uh, Chris was never the same after that, and pretty much he was doomed to die once that happened. I, again, it's 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 really difficult to 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 know and to understand, mm-hmm. right? So I mean your aspect talking about you know like he knew it was all premeditated well, but there were really, notes and everything that he left right so there, yeah. there was but i mean we really again we really don't know for unless, three days unless somehow we can talk to him we really yeah. don't know his kid his i mean it's the boy and his wife were dead for three days before he killed himself right so I, I, yeah. <laughs> I, and I totally get that, yeah. right? I totally do. Yeah. But have you ever been in a situation where your mind is completely frazzled? Oh, sure. We all, I think we all have been at one point or another. But yeah. to that extent, where you have the conditions mm-hmm. that Chris Benoit had. See, and that's where the see, and that's where really the know. see, and that's the great debate of to whether if that if that legitimately compromised him, and whether I know that the claim is that he didn't know what he was doing, you know. And for me, if things would have happened a lot more suddenly, like if he would have killed his son, his wife, and then himself, kind of right away, and whereas there was this kind of happened over the span of days, like he even went out of his way to put a Bible beside his son, beside his wife, and beside himself, you know, just. Yeah, this wasn't something that was just like a, a spur of the moment type of thing, you know, just from, from my observations. And, and again, you had mentioned that scenario and, and I'm by no means um, saying that, um, yeah, it, it, dude, it, this, it, it's, it's such a hard thing to talk about still to this day when we, when we approach this topic, it, it's not, it's not cut and dry. Um, but just for myself, I just can't look at Chris Benoit and not think, what he did to his family. I'll, I'll never be able to get to get past that. I'll never be able to get past it. And for the one that's left behind for David, I mean, damn, I mean, this kid, I mean, for the rest of his life, he's going to have to deal with this. He's never going to be able to, I, you know, he has aspirations to be a professional wrestler. He's never going to be able to do it, Carl. I mean, he seems like he wants to do it, but even just, I've, I've watched interviews, I think even Chris Van Vliet, or I'm probably mispronouncing his name, did an interview. And you can tell that David, like, he wants to kind of be a professional wrestler, but he doesn't really want to put in the work to be a professional wrestler. Like, he wants, but he doesn't want to have to do, like, he's very kind of cavalier about the whole kind of situation. This guy doesn't stand a friggin' chance in the business, Carl. Uh, he Not only uh, does he, you know, have that situation, he even looks like his dad. I mean, and he wants to wrestle under the name Chris Benoit Jr.? Never going to happen. Never going to happen. Nobody's going to want to do that. 
no, de- definitely not. I mean, yeah, unfortunately, it's a, it's almost like a lose lose situation for uh, for David when it comes to and that. And it's not his fault. That's the thing. Like, I'm, I, I'm not blaming him. It, it's damn. Like, and this is the kind of crap, you know. And this is something that, uh, you know, without getting too much into my personal life, uh, I can kind of feel his pain on this because uh, I, I've been kind of involved in this directly, uh, not with his situation, but something similar. Uh, the, the crap that's left behind after somebody does something like this, I mean, uh, it reverberates for a number of years after. And uh, this guy is going to have to, like, still to this day, he gets, him and I think Chavo get um, threats and, and messages and stuff on, 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 the, on the regular. And these guys are still dealing with this BS, still to this day. I mean, just... Man, I feel for the kid. Uh, I'm, I'm criticizing him at the same time, but at the same time, I I, I feel his pain. I really do. I, t- I totally totally understand. I um, I, I personally have never really uh, been in that type of a situation, but I can I can feel mm-hmm. right, and 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 I can understand uh, somebody that would be in that type of a position. Um, and you talk about yeah, you know, like it's not it's not David's fault. It definitely no. is not right. But you even said yourself, um, you you can never uh, like look at, at at Chris Benoit the I can't. same. I can't um, right. And and if David David has that last name Benoit. Mm-hmm. And that's automatically going to trigger something in your cerebral going, yep. um, yeah, no, that's a Benoit. I, I can't associate with that. Yep. Right. So, I mean, and, and that's a mindset that a lot of people are going to have is that, you know, it's he's a Benoit. I, I can't associate with that because of what happened with Chris. Mm-hmm. And, and unfortunately, it's going to be that way for the rest of his life. Um, uh unless he gets some plastic surgery, doesn't look like <laughs> his daddy and uh, changes his name. Yeah. Right. I mean, that, that's about the only way that he's, he's really going to be able to get past this. Yeah. But I mean, all in all, it, it was dark side of the ring has been a phenomenal series. Seri- yeah, uh, you been. know, series one was fantastic. Series two, um, this two part Benoit that they did, it was just phenomenal. And I personally am looking forward to the rest of the season that's coming up. And and just to give you guys a little bit of an insight, uh, there's there's a few other different things that are coming in. I think uh, they're going to do something on Dino Bravo. Uh, the next one they're doing New Jack. That's um, uh, that's going to be a controversial one. Um, yeah. I'm sure they'll cover the mass transit incident, which we can probably right. possibly get into. So I think a lot of people have heard what the mass transit incident is, but they don't really know what really it was. So you know, that's something exactly. that we can uh, we can tackle as well. And then one of the biggest ones as well, on top of the Chris Benoit, uh, they're going to be doing an episode about Owen Hart. Oof. So gonna be tough, they're man. really that's tackling some of the big name dark sides yeah. of professional wrestling and they've done it just so well that I am super looking forward to this season. Mm-hmm. And just back briefly on the Chris Benoit episodes. I mean, they brought in a lot of people, especially like us um, in the professional wrestling bubble that we're aware of, you know, like D Malenko, um, Vicky uh, Chavo, and Chris uh, Jericho, and, and the common trend, uh, Dean Malenko, uh, if I didn't mention him uh, as well, um, that they're, they're very much kind of praising Chris, the professional wrestler, but still most of them at the same time, like you said with with uh, Jericho, that, you know, I'm not going to blow smoke up his ass here. I mean, he, he still did what he did. Uh, Vicky was particularly very uh, negative 
Um, she was like, you know, I hope he's essentially rotting in hell, you know, for what he did. You know, how could he? How could he have killed his family? Like, um, there was no sugarcoating here whatsoever. Uh, they they definitely praised the good aspects, but they they didn't. Uh, like I said, they didn't sugarcoat the negative stuff. <laughs> Very, very much. definitely didn't yeah so but i do want to say and and if if possible we'll end this on a good note yeah. chris jericho brought together nancy benoit's sister yes that's and yeah. david benoit and you saw that come together at the end of this episode mm-hmm. and, and where you see the two of them auntie and nephew yeah. being able to go out together and they went to go watch a professional wrestling match, and they got to be there as family for each other again, which is just great. And 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 this this episode of the Dark Side of the Ring and this television series and Chris Jericho were really big in making that happen, and I was so happy to see that culminate at the end, and that's how they really ended the episode off, so I'm very happy. Whoever wrote and did all of that out, production on that, did an amazing job in ensuring that we ended things on a good high note. If I'm not mistaken, I believe it was double or nothing that they uh, that they were at. It was they mentioned they were in Vegas, so it had to have, I guess, been double or nothing that they went to watch. So, um, props. Yeah, I'm not sure. It definitely looked like it. Uh, it was definitely an AEW show for sure. Um, and so, props to to Jericho for making that happen. And I'm sure the company itself, AEW, had some uh, doings with that. We saw Jim Ross, of course, on the program as well. Yep. You know, he had mentioned going to Chris's uh, wake, and uh, he was very much not a welcome presence there. You know, he yes. was basically uh, uh, seen as the enemy there. So, yeah, I mean, this is a, a topic that, um, hey, it's not the first time we've talked about it. And it's not going to be the last. You know, this is probably one of the most controversial things to happen in professional wrestling. So I'm sure at some point it, it'll likely come up again as a conversation. Um, but for now, I think it's uh, appropriate to kind of put it to, to rest. And, you know, just hopefully, you know, especially for, for David, hopefully he can kind of just, I know it's something you'll never be able to kind of fully put behind you, but hopefully this guy can have some semblance of a, of a normal life. But I think that getting too deep into the professional wrestling business just might not be a good idea for him just given everything that's surrounded with his dad and just i just i feel like getting to professional wrestling like i'd mentioned that he seems like he he has that want but just you can tell just uh, at least from my my perception when, when i watch him kind of talking about wrestling he very much likes it as a fan but i just i don't know if he'll ever be able to step in there and be an actual wrestler and it's nothing against him personally i just think that there's just too much baggage there for him i agree All right, man. Sorry, I had to cough there. I'll just put an edit. Um, so yeah, it's it's been a strange uh, week in professional wrestling. We've had, we've had this Chris Benoit uh, documentary. WrestleMania seems like it like it's a go, but might not be. It just it's uh, it's been pretty crazy, man. Um, you wouldn't think that there'd be much to talk about, but uh, we, hey, we filled an hour. <laughs> we definitely yeah. did, and and that's that's one of the great things about professional wrestling is that no matter what, we always have something to talk about. So it's it's fantastic, and I, I'm I'm happy that we were able to come on and give everybody an hour of maybe solace from whatever demons they might have running inside their head right now during all of this time. So we're happy to provide this service for you. Yeah, absolutely. And by the time uh, next week comes along, I think we'll 
be reviewing WrestleMania uh, if, if it happens. So uh, if they go through with it, we'll definitely be talking about it. Definitely, we will be. Again, folks, don't forget we are moving ourselves from Podbean yes. over to Anchor.fm so that we can be included in Spotify yes. as one of the big ones. We will still be available on iTunes, Google Podcast, Cax. Castbox, a couple other different ones out there as well. So as as time goes on, we will have one more month on Podbean for sure, but we will be doing the majority of things coming from Anchor.fm. So if there are any past episodes that you want, make sure that you go back and download those from Podbean so that you have them. We are giving you guys an extra month to do so. And going forward as well on the Anchor uh, platform, and you'll see it show up on Spotify and the other ones now too on this separate uh, channel that we're setting up here, is that along with our weekly new episode, I'm going to go back and essentially I'm calling it Turnbuckle Rewind, and we're going to re-air some old episodes. The, the first one that I did was episode 100. I thought that was pretty fitting, our look back on our first 100 episodes as a podcast. And yeah, um, it'll give every opportunity there to kind of see some of our old stuff as well. So you're going to get double the episodes every week going forward for quite a while. That's right. Now, we don't guarantee that both of them will be out on Tuesdays, but we will ensure that this program moving forward, continues to stay on Tuesdays for everyone to get the latest breaking, updating news on Turnbuckle Talk and what we're doing. Make sure that you're following us on our social media pages at TBTalkPod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Absolutely. All right, that's a good way to wrap things up here, Carl, and we'll see you on the next one. Have a nice day. It's me, it's me. It's an honor to be the beat. As you can tell in the background, we are out celebrating. That is what we do here at HittingTheMarks.com. And I'd like everyone to continue to tune in to Turnbuckle Talk. But check out all of our other shows. We have content, especially led up by the flagship show, Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast. You can find that all at HittingTheMarks.com. Run. Right.